Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Count with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Tuesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports on this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Dreary outside. But, you know, it's interesting because when you look out there, you think it's going to be cold. It's really not cold. Kind of an odd odd start to the day. But glad to have you along for the next hour. Talk college football. We'll talk some NFL at the first of the show. Maybe hit some high school stuff. I know I've got a, a PSA to announce here at some point about the tickets. The ticket situation uh, for the game here right. at Elk City. Uh, so we'll, we'll hit all kinds of stuff on that. Is this, is this when, when does OU softball start? <laughs> the rest of it ain't very good yet. Uh, we can uh, we can just get into whatever you want to. High school football, college football, NFL, basketball started. College basketball, I know probably less than zero people care about that. But, uh, you know, maybe not. Maybe since the in-state schools aren't uh, ripping it up on the gridiron, then people are going to start paying more attention to the college hoops a little bit earlier. And that's probably not a good thing uh, for Porter Moser right about now mm. after last night. But, uh there's some thunder going on. There's shades going on. Nothing else really uh, there last night for OKC. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to KADSAM.com. You can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio, penny news. Big Elk and Paragon TV. It's got everything right there at your fingers. Anything that we do, it's right there at the app. <clears throat> also, Skinny on Sports Podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can check us out there on uh, iTunes or KADSAM.com. Hi, Jared. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. That, yeah, the weather's weird. It is weird. I, usually I get a real, I get a pulse for how it's going to be when I, first thing, I'm the first one always outside letting the dog out, and I, I look through the window, and it looks all kind of damp and dreary, foggy. I couldn't see that cool moon they were gonna talk. They were talking about. I'm like, oh boy. Well, okay, Bucky, let's go. Open the door, and it's like, well, this doesn't feel like early November. Felt like uh, maybe late May, maybe even later. So I didn't really know how to dress. So I, I went with shorts and a. <laughs> And a long sleeve pullover that I might have to take off later. Anyway, weird, weird day. 
Weird, weird start to the day weather-wise. It is voting uh, election day. Did you go vote yet? No, not, not yet. yet. To make some time. Yeah, about the time I get ready to leave here. There you go. Be a good time to go do that. It is voting. I went ahead and took care of it. I don't think I'll get home tonight until after the polls close. So, went ahead and took care of that. It was busy. That's a good sign. Everyone's getting out and voting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting in this state. I was asking the guys next door. You you look at polls. Yeah. I mean, do do we really think this state could elect a Democratic governor? Who knows? She's getting a lot of support. It feels I mean, like it. But, but the, I wonder if it's real, if it's more so, you know, in the social media world, is, right, it, is that yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you can buy trends now, you know. You That's can, right. You can really push that agenda across just by paying uh, certain social media platforms. But I don't know. I'm, I, You know, but at the end of the day, I think uh, a lot of people vote party lines no matter what. I think, honestly, I, I think that's what might save the day for Governor Stitt. Right. I know if it was a presidential election, it would. But it's like, I mean, in in two years, the what one of two, or was it the only one this time in the in the twenty twenty presidential election to, to where Trump won every single county was in this state. I, there might have been one more, Mississippi maybe, or some, one of those. But anyway. But still, uh, to go from that and two years later to elect a good Democrat for governor, it seems kind of wild. But it also seems possible, <laughs> you know, if you just kind of yeah. read a little bit. So, yeah, everybody get out and vote to uh, to ensure that either happens or doesn't happen, whatever your, your preference might be. Uh, and, of course, there's some statewide races as well uh, in the state of Oklahoma outside of the governor. There's the um, – I know one that's been, at least on my Facebook profile, hotly – debated or contested or believed as the state superintendent right uh, race That's, that one is that a, seems to be one that people are pretty fired up about that one is a hot one agreed so we'll see what happens there we'll just say maybe don't elect the person you did last time <laughs> which also happens when you're running for a different office this time that's true <laughs> yeah it's a great question are we living in an upside down world the Jets and Giants are good. OU's not good. KU's good. Cowboys have a defense, not really an offense. Rams aren't any good. What is there to believe here, Jared? Brady and Giselle broke up. I can believe that. That happens all the time. <laughs> Those celebrity things. Yeah, it's 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 so weird. Last night I was swimming with emotion after that three-pointer from the corner from Sam Houston State. Like, what is going on? In this world. Anywho, Corey Speaker's now the mayor. <laughs> that That's a good thing. After last night, was that official? On an interim basis. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I mean, we're kind of segueing from political to sports. But anywho, no, it's crazy. But that's sports for you, man. You never know. Next year, everything could be back the other way. You never know. I do know this. There is the possibility of an injury that is going to change the AFC race completely. Yes. And I think we're going to – I don't know if we'll know it like during our show here, but supposedly sometime today we're going to find out exactly how that UCL 
suspected injury, which UCL, that's Tommy John-related-ish elbow stuff Mm -hmm. from Josh Allen. Uh, It says evaluated right elbow injury to the ulnar collateral ligament and also related nerves in there. Mm. From there uh, in the game against the Jets. Sean McDermott said yesterday... Uh, more, no more than 24 hours, and then probably be able to check in uh, back on Wednesday with uh, with maybe something more concrete. But man, if that's first off, if that that, that can be, if it's a week or two weeks or three weeks, that to me is going to change who's going to host the AFC title game, no doubt. Yeah, and that'll end up being Kansas City, which then we go back to the just one of the most amazing things for the first few years of a guy's career. But you, you know what Patrick Mahomes has never done? What is that? He's never quarterbacked in an NFL playoff game on the road. Every single playoff game he's ever played has been at Arrowhead. That is insane. In four straight years, AFC title game in Arrowhead. And he's never had a road game to get there. You know, last year, the Titans were the number one seed in the playoffs. Well, they got beat by the Bengals in the divisional round. So then, here the the Bengals came to Arrowhead as opposed to uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs having to go to Tennessee with a different result. That's just kind of a weird anomaly so far. And then, now it looks like, depending on what the results of this with Josh Allen are, you know, the, the Bills are loaded. But, if we're talking about Super Bowl... They ain't getting there without Josh Allen. No. No, no, no. Now, isn't that always been kind of the question of Josh Allen? He's so physical, right? And that's his game. And I kind of questioned it early on. As, man, can he sustain that an entire year, you know, running like that, diving and, and taking hits like that? You don't want your starting quarterback to take that. That's what I was saying back then. But what he got hurt had not, nothing to do with running. I know that. But I, what I'm he's a physical dude. But – you know, I don't know. It's just a freak it's, deal when he got his arm hit throwing. Yeah. You know. I mean, look at Dak the, with the hand injuries. It was a throwing mm-hmm. motion thing, and that happens. It happens. But so are we talking – obviously, I, I mean – I don't know are, what – it's it's everything is so to- unknown. Would they be – would it be Tommy John surgery? I don't know. I mean, I – which is a, an incredibly long recovery time. I mean, that would put him out for obviously for the rest of this year and in a good chunk of next year. That's man. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm not accomplishing much today while I'm sitting there watching my phone looking for updates. He's had the similar injury in in his career <clears throat> as a rookie. Okay. He had a, a UCL injury in his right elbow, and he missed the first, and he missed four games that year. He hadn't missed games since. So there, it's something similar. Well, it might be a situation like I listen. We can do this surgery and fix this problem, like a bigger picture situation. Or you can just continue to have this injury. You see, or, or should Wait. he just try to play it out? I don't to know the end if these the are related. I, I don't know. I well, it, I mean, it, there's no way they're going to risk his future. 
by letting him play through it. Right. Through something that's what I'm saying. Worse. I mean, would, that's not happening. Would or Bill's mafia happen. allow that? Say, okay, they don't have a choice. We're shutting him down. He's having surgery to fix this once and for all. Well, that's what'll happen if it needs. There's no doubt that's what'll happen if it needs to happen. There, there's no way the Bills are stupid enough to risk this being some long-term major medical problem throughout his career when yeah. it can be fixed right now. Yeah, they're not Miami. Tommy John surgery isn't Tommy John original. I mean, this is not it. Mm-hmm. This, 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 I mean, and a, a guy throwing a football doesn't. It, it's not even nearly as as problematic as, as right. a pitcher in baseball. Right. But just because the the amount of wear and tear on that arm throughout the season, right. it's not even close. Yeah, you're not throwing the football every play like a pitcher's throwing it every pitch. Yeah, right? in a 162 yeah. game schedule. Yeah. Where you're doing that 40 times or 30 times a year, you're doing this 16 or 17 times a year and throwing half to a th- well a third of the amount of time. So it's not. I, I don't think you're gonna. There's no way they're gonna let him endanger his future decade for a one year shot. They're just they're they're surely smarter than that. But at least for this year, it's a really interesting thing. Because, you know, you've got a guy that uh, probably the MVP so far of, of the league. It was my pick, yeah. And, you know, whether or not you like him, Hurts, Mahomes, whatever, he's definitely in that top, <clears throat> excuse me, in the top three of that race right now. Uh, and the Bills appear to be the favorite in the league, even what happened on Sunday. That Those things just kind of pop up throughout the season where a team plays great and you don't play your best and all that. But, man, this is a – there's a really big thing with as far as this season in the NFL, uh, depending on what the results of uh, this Josh Allen injury become. It, it changes things. Now, now we got to start looking at okay, is there or if if there is, who is now the competition for the Chiefs in the AFC? If this injury is a thing, and it, yeah, that I don't know. I'm racking my brain. Well, it's impossible to not say the Titans, because the Titans have had Andy Reid's number, they've had Kansas City's number, and they damn sure should have won that game the other night. Yep. If they would have had even the semblance, as much as everybody hates Ryan Tannehill and his ability to quarterback a team, if he's on that field Sunday night, the Titans win that game. They had zero semblance of a quarterback for an entire half, and still it took Pat Mahomes reaching in and pulling a rabbit out of the hat of the Chiefs to be able to get that thing into overtime and then win. So the Titans have to be, if you just look at the historical, take a historical look at Andy Reid versus the Titans, Kansas City versus the Titans, Tennessee has to be considered a team that has the ability to beat Kansas City. I'd agree with that. Who else? Mm. I agree with the text I just got. I'm not so much. What was that? Uh, Ravens. Ravens? Mm. For a lot of the same reasons. Running the football. Tough. Except for they have, you know, Derrick Henry's the power. Lamar's more of the flash, right? But Lamar also has the ball in his hands and the ability to throw. The Ravens defense looked pretty good last night. Roquan Smith, how much of a difference can he make? Yeah, that's that's a good. I don't know. Uh, Drew says the uh, the Dolphins. 
Are we sold on the Dolphins? I know you like them more than I have ever have. Well, it's impossible not to like what they're about. And the, the, that ability to stretch the field, those receivers and Tua have been awesome. If it gets down to it, you know, the, the one thing that, if you'll notice, in the playoffs, in the NFL, no matter it seems like there's always games that get a little bit shrunk. You don't have as many possessions. It's not as high-flying and high-scoring. That would seem to work against the Dolphins in some ways? Do they have the ability to, you know, what we saw with the Rams on Sunday after getting that stop, they've got the ball in like the 13-yard line. They did not have the ability to get a first down just when Tampa knew what was going to happen. Everybody in the stadium knew. They didn't have the ability to get a first down. Would Do the Dolphins have that ability? Eh. They might just throw it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They might just say – Clock management be damned. We've got to get a first down. We'll throw it to Tyreek Hill or, well, yeah. or Waddle. And, do what's always worked. And, and kind yeah. of what Kansas City and Reed do. You know, they you see them do that a lot where they'll they'll script a pass yeah. in those situations. And if it's not there, Mahomes will just fall down. Right. And, and that kind of thing. Or so do some Houdini act and right. get a first down. What about the Bengals? Man, I'm so even kill on them. They they look great um, on Sunday. Well, they won five of six. Is that what they've done? So are they turning a corner? No chase obviously so makes them different. Three or four, five of one, two, three, four, five, six, two, uh, four of six. Four of six. I mean, five of seven, if you want to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started with two. Yeah, a slight turn, I mean, I guess. They could have easily won that Ravens game, losing by two. I mean, beating the Panthers is one thing. I mean, going to the Steelers, I think they got a chance there. At the Titans will be really telling. But, yeah, we've seen how they can catch fire late in the season. I could see them doing it again. There's a lot of season left. Yeah, and The point is there's just – if this doesn't go well for, for Josh Allen and the Bills, all of a sudden the AFC feels a little bit more like the NFC than it has yet this year. Because so far it's just been this collision course with these two teams and whoever's standing in the way, you don't know how, if they can stop it. But sure, the, you know, Chiefs at 6-2, and two, but they haven't been – I mean, does, do, do they feel like a guarantee – if if the bills aren't there, do they are they is it the Chiefs and everybody else? I think everyone everybody we're mentioning could could throw a throw a stick in that spoke, you know, for the for Kansas City. Yeah. It does feel a little bit more wide open, not so top heavy if if, if this injury is a thing that's gonna derail the Buffalo Bills. I mean Kansas City is vulnerable. Every team's vulnerable. I mean they had to pull they pulled it out of the fire the other night. Or uh, Sunday night against t- the Titans, and you know Titans are a contender. I've, I, I kind of been high on this team. I know Jim's been really high on this team, but the Chargers. That's I had know. two more to mention. Chargers are one because they have been so incredibly beat up, yet they found ways to. I mean, every single week it feels like they're playing somebody that's not very good. They're down by ten points in the third quarter, and then you look up and oh, I'll be damned, Chargers won. They won, yeah, and and they're five and three. Uh, trying to get guys back healthy. Herbert is is one of those guys that, that people have fallen in love with and probably have overrated him. 
a little bit Guilty. so far. I mean, you know, Guilty. just with what he's done uh, from a winning standpoint. Listen, he he's put up stats. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's been fantastic, way better than I thought. Because I, but you know what? Me saying two would be better than Herbert looks a hell of a lot better now than it did going into the season. <laughs> you know, what I I'm thought saying? you were crazy, but uh, it makes it's it, looking it's good. Looking now. a lot better now. Um, but the Chargers, and then Drew just brought this one up too. There's still something else lingering out there that will be here before we know it, and by before we know it, I mean in two weeks. I don't want to throw up my coffee, but go ahead and say his name. The Browns. Yeah. And that the Browns guy. and Deshaun Watson. Three and five in a division that nobody's running away with. But as I told you, they've got at Dolphins, at Bills, before they get him back against Tampa. All of a sudden, that Bills, huh? Well, but when you got Chubb and you got defense, the, the, the defense, the problem for me is the Browns' defense seems a little bit inconsistent. Mm-hmm. You know, you see it against the Bengals on that Monday night, on, on Halloween night, and you're like, holy crap, look at those guys go. That high-flying Cincinnati Bengals offense can't do anything. Miles Garrett seems like he's sacking Joe Burrow every other play. Nick Chubb running up and down the field. But it, it, there's just inconsistency, inconsistency there with those teams. But you never – I mean, the Browns, point is there's just a lot more teams that maybe have a little bit of a glimmer of hope if uh, if Josh Allen really is sidelined for for a, a vast amount of time uh, with this uh, elbow injury. We'll see how serious it is. Other things in the NFL. What in the hell are the Colts doing? Anybody know? <laughs> Anybody got any idea what the culture is? Um, I have zero experience coaching football. Am I qualified? Well, Jeff Saturday was a coach on the field with Peyton. That's true. I guess the their Colts are taking a lot of flack for putting him. Is it a tanking thing? It's an interesting question you bring up there, Jared, because obviously they wouldn't mind. I mean, they're kind of in a, in a no-lose situation, right? Right. So if it works, Chris Ballard looks like a genius. If it doesn't work, well, they lost a bunch of games. We can rule that out and get a better pick. But and a new coach. Yeah, and a new coach, and and which is coming for me. Anyways, for me, yeah. it'd be a new GM. Okay. At what point does he get held accountable for what's going on up there? You know, th- think think back to like what 2016, 2017, and what the Colts appeared to be guaranteed decade-long first ballot Hall of Fame starting quarterback with luck, right? Right. They had started to build that offensive line that would just a, a year ago, most people would have said probably the best one in the league. Right. And and so now, gosh, what a, I, I guess do you do you blame somebody for that? For Andrew Luck. Yeah, Retiring? I mean, do you, do you blame Chris Ballard for not being able to switch on the fly? Do you blame Andrew Luck? 
I don't blame Andrew Luck. He can do whatever he wants to. He can do whatever he wants, but did he leave them in a lurch? Like, we did not have a backup plan because you were our guy. You were our generational guy. Mm -hmm. So there's no plan to go and get your replacement, which they still are kind of recovering from. Still have never recovered from. They are very much recovering from. They're trying to. They went rivers. Right. Then the last two have been disasters. Absolute disasters. With Wentz and with Matt Ryan. Drew says he he blames Chris Ballard for letting Luck get pummeled. Well, he was beginning to fix that. I mean, that kind of makes you think that the what process if, was that, going. They had an excellent running game. Was that just a year ago? Jonathan, I mean, listen, Jonathan ask Taylor? my fantasy football team how good yeah. Jonathan Taylor yeah. was last year. Now imagine if they had a, an Andrew Luck type quarterback. So do we, do we blame him? Do we blame Chris Ballard? Or do we just blame bad luck? for Andrew Luck stepping aside and then not being able to get it right on the fly. No pun intended, bad luck. Yeah. I think it's a little it's a little luck thing. It's just it, it you know, there's a plan, right? There's always a big there's a 2-year, 5-year, 10-year plan for any franchise in any sport. And the plan was luck was going to be there for 10 maybe 10 plus years, at least a decade. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, Bengals haven't changed anything on the on the offensive line. Are you kidding me? From the text line? I mean, they might have tried, but they have not changed anything. I.e., go back and watch that game against uh, on Halloween. Yeah, it looked like Come it's on. the same, same and we, offensive and listen, line. Okay, Joe Mixon ran for five touchdowns last week against Carolina. It was Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're not going to – I know they signed it, but they, it didn't work. They haven't fixed anything. They're waiting for it they to work. They haven't truly fixed anything. It's waiting to be fixed. Whereas Ballard really did fix things in, in Indianapolis, even if you want to say it's too late. They did. They fixed it. They, they had one of the, they got it fixed, but Andrew Luck never re- reaped the benefits of that mm-hmm. because he was already retired. Maybe that's a point Drew's making is if they'd have done it earlier, he'd still be there. I don't know. He was always kind of a different cat, right? Andrew Luck yeah. always seemed like a different, a little bit different cat than what you normally get out of a starting quarterback in the NFL. Just from a, I mean, just all around, it was just a smarter dude. You know what I mean? I mean, those not stand- that those guys. Just, he, he's yeah. a Stanford grad. Well, yeah, right. I mean, that's a, I would say different. I mean, he's smart and and I think he's going back to school right now. He saw a bigger picture thing. I don't blame him. I never blamed him. I never did. It was his decision. All but right. I guess to answer your question, it, it, I think it does fall on the GM a little bit. Oh, I think it does too. I, 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 that's I mean, the not problem. For the sounds immediate, like not for the immediate of what happened when Luck left because he, he couldn't control that. It just happened. But here we are and what's been done about it. Doesn't look like a whole heck of a lot. No, the I mean. The quarterback decisions have been atrocious. Let's just call it what it is. And you nailed it. it, it it's been bad. They've been terrible. And, I mean, yeah, Ballard got two years to fix it with luck. He, he became the GM in 17, and he got 18. 18 I mean, let's go back. Done. I mean, kind of brought up right there on the text line, how come he couldn't keep Manning and Indy before he went to Denver? Money? Andrew Luck. Well, he wasn't the GM anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh, he, my, my he, yeah, he wasn't the GM. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, that actually, that was one the best move they made. It opened it up for – for, to be able to get luck. Right. I mean, no offense to Peyton, and he he had done great things there, but all you have to do, ex- Exhibit A, is just a couple of years 
in Denver, mm-hmm. if if you're the if you're the, the the Colts, that's an obvious move with that neck injury. And and by the way, you were right because Andrew Luck, as a player for those after you know say after his rookie year, he was a better quarterback than Peyton Manning at that time. He could do more things than Peyton Manning mm-hmm. could just because he was more healthy. Now Manning had a great team around him and they won a Super Bowl and all that. But if you just look at guy versus guy. Andrew Luck's better than – they made the exact right decision, and that neck injury helped them be able to make that right decision at the right time to be able to get that guy. And then, unfortunately, they only had him for a handful of years. Then he's gone. When when, when you're figuring that's a 15-year thing and it turns out to be a six-year thing or seven, yeah, you miss and it, you miss the, the last half of it. Can I go on defense of the Colts for Saturday, for, for Jeff Saturday? Just Go ahead. because what I've seen uh, already before the ink was even dried was, uh, oh, they hired this guy with no experience when there's more experienced guys out there that should be hired. When does anybody believe at the start of the season next year, Jeff Saturday is going to be the head coach of the Colts? Probably not. No, probably not. But what, what happens if he turns this thing around? I mean, the Colts were a pick. Of certain, of Nobody a, makes a head coaching hire in the middle of a year. Yeah, well, I, so, I wouldn't rule it out. So who, why are people already just, just ripping the Colts for just getting Jeff Saturday to, to just to fill in until the next head guy is hired at some time in the winter? Because it's different. Because it's different in, in the NFL – isn't a league that really appreciates different. Why do you think all these guys get retread all the time? I mean, people were up in arms like, uh, but but look, as some of it works, some of it doesn't. Mike McDaniel was a different type of hire for Miami. Mm-hmm. It worked. Sometimes there's different types. Of, I mean, any of the college coaches, Matt Rule, Urban Meyer, those were different, you know, and they clearly haven't worked. So now the Jags are back to. You know, a known commodity of Doug Peterson. Is that working? Yeah. From the text line, I get that too. Hired Saturday for a culture change, usher, a new, usher in a new coaching era. Saturday is a culture guy. I mean, he's an indie guy. I get it. It's back, and, to, and the, I, back to the glory days of, yeah. of Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday. Would have been really fun if they – Reached out to Peyton Manning. No, nah, don't take him off the Manning cast. He's too <laughs> valuable to he's too valuable to America. Or, or they're on the staff together, and then he just rips them. Quick, call a place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reminds Stoops last year in between the bowl game. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, we got to get off the NFL and move on. But yep. if there is a non-quarterback MVP. I think we'd we'd all agree the top three candidates are all quarterbacks. Yeah. A non-quarterback MVP, who who oh, who could that be? Oh, boy, howdy. That's a curveball. Because you always go to quarterbacks, which is natural. It's just how it always <laughs> works. I would lean towards um, – a wide receiver. How about Justin Jefferson? Yeah, he hasn't been that great. Not really? Not like he was last year. 
I mean, I'm stretching here. Because of what he did uh, on Sunday, Joe Mixon. <laughs> it was the Carolina Panthers. Drew's got two of mine. Who's that? Derrick Henry. Yeah. Micah Parsons. Well, Micah Parsons is a very fine candidate indeed. And I would put one other, if, if you're talking about game-defining plays, I don't think anybody in football makes more game-defining plays. Oh, his name just flew out of my head. What's the guy for the Bills that rushes the passer? Oh, my gosh. From Denver. Came from Denver. He was with L.A. last year. Von Miller? Von Miller. Von Miller makes more game-defining plays than anybody in the league. In the fourth quarter, it's amazing how he you might not even hear his name much. But no. when, when something really needs to happen defensively for the Bills, there's 40 back there. It feels like he's sacking the quarterback, knocking the ball loose. He he is like the most clutch defensive guy in forever. Clearly was taught all that by Coach Meadows. Yeah, that's right. Clearly. Oh, and here's another one. This is actually this is a very good one. Another guy that could be a non MVP, non non quarterback MVP, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Saquon's been fantastic. He is he's the only reason I've won games in fantasy. It's good <laughs> Yeah. That's a good one too. You know, Jared? I think that's the longest segment in the history of the show. I just look down at the clock. How about individual team? Dallas, I'd say Pollard. With with Parsons, but yeah, offensively Parsons offensively, Pollard's been pretty dang good. Turns out they might have drafted a pretty good offensive lineman too, the Tulsa guy. Yeah. He does hold too much. Yeah. We'll be nice back. Young. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports yeah! yeah! welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal it's paul jones drug tuesday paul jones drug 809 north main street here in elk city Man, they do it all. Free curbside testing. They got those blister packs, long-term care blister packs. The convenience packaging. Put away your pill caddy. Throw it in the trash. They will uh, they'll package your stuff. Or all you got to do is just rip it open, take, take the pills, throw the stuff away. Uh, they're the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City as well. Durable medical equipment. That's like walkers and canes and crutches and the like. Paul Jones Drug, Rodney Skinner down there, 809 North Main here in Elk City. Appreciate their sponsorship of the show on Tuesdays. All right, real quick, what's your top five in the NFL before we get to college football? Uh, real quick, I'll go, uh, like I always do, five to one. I'll, I'll, I'll keep Dallas in my top five. I know they were off, so can't really uh, move them around. Buffalo, I put it four. Look a little lackadaisical, questioning the injury, the potential injury. Still a top five team. Vikings at three. They just keep winning. And this is where controversy will set in. Philly at two and Kansas City at one. 
I've got, man, I just don't. The Vikings. I know they're, they're not a flashy team, but they just keep winning. Man, I don't know about the Vikings. I really don't. Drew's got Kansas City in his deal twice here. I mean, I want to put Kansas City in mine twice, too. Well, I thought that was Dakota. No, that's actually Drew. Yeah, it was Drew. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense if Dakota's got Kansas City in there yeah. twice. <laughs> I gonna, I'm going to go with the – I like the Dolphins. I like the Ravens. There's a lot of contenders here for top. I'm gonna five. go top. I'm gonna say tie at fifth. Dolphins and that's good. Dolphins and Ravens. I'm gonna go with the Bills four because of the injury. If not, they would be number two. Cowboys three, Eagles two. Uh, Kansas City number Kansas one. Kansas City one. Oh, okay. Dolphins at four. I like the Dolphins. Uh, yep, you always been. I really do. Yep. I, I like them this for, is... for sure. I think their defense is better than than you think, but they they're, they're a little bit like a like a college team where they score so fast and they score they, they play so fast that the the defense has to um they have to be out there more times than a lot of the other ones, you know. So I'm I like I do like the Dolphins though. I, I think they're uh, you know they're not that far away from maybe even hosting. So anyway, that's where I'm at on that. All right, college football. What what can be done? I mean, it, it, for the for the schools in this state, it feels like the least exciting last three games that that I can remember for both of them combined. I mean, Barry Trammell wrote some sort of article about how OSU can still make it into the Big Twelve title. Give, give me a break; they're not making it into the Big Twelve title. They may not win another game, much less much less have all the other stuff work out for them. Oklahoma has zero shot, and and quite frankly, I don't know how many OU fans are going to get enthused about trying to win another game just to get in a bowl game. So what? I mean, the the, the excitement level around here is going to be at an all time or a, a last couple of decade low for the last few games. What can either? Let's start with OSU. What could what could you see out of OSU? that could turn you around and, and kind of get you excited for maybe a bowl game and then also looking forward to the next year? A healthy Spencer Sanders is the obvious answer. If he can somehow Yeah, but how much does better, that excite you for next year when you don't even know if he's coming back? I think he is coming back. I mean, here I am November 8th, but I'm going to go ahead and call Why? it. I think he's coming back. I don't know if he's Because he doesn't want to play I, NFL football? Do because you, if he wants to, he better go. Do you draft very high? Well, he if, – if – What's his name? Kansas State guy can be in the NFL. What's his name? Skylar Thompson. Yeah, Skylar Thompson and Sam Ellinger can play quarterback in the NFL. Damn right, Spencer Sanders. Can he play. might get drafted he by Indy. Not, he yeah. may not get drafted, <laughs> but he can. He, he can might make find a, a home. Yeah, he can make a practice squad. But the point is, he's getting old. What is he? Golly, 22, 23. Uh, is he that old? I don't know. He's got to be getting there. I don't know. Point being, if you want to actually play in the NFL, at some point you're just gonna have to leave. You can't just keep on playing. Could you see him football. doing that? Could you see him like in the middle of the year? No, just, just going, just shutting down. He'll be twenty-three in a month. Some guys like college. Well, I loved college, <laughs> and he, I mean, it was fun. And he's probably got a better deal than I did, <laughs> judging by one of these pictures I'm looking at. So, yeah. Um, no, that's the only hope. That's the only hope is him. Uh, that gives you hope, right? See, I, I'm completely opposite of that for the for OSU. I want Garrett Rangel to give me hope. 
I can see that. Yeah, that's I what I want to see. I, I want to see your future for yeah. the future part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as winning games, yeah, obviously Sanders is the answer, uh, winning the last three. But it, but as far as the future, I want to see Garrett Rangel. I mean, you know, he he struggled early. There's no doubt, but it did seem like he kind of, you know, he he was able to to settle in. He did some good things. So, yeah, we didn't want, but. It's not impossible, but the point being, if you're Sanders, I mean, how much longer do you want to be there? And with what you're seeing without you, how much how much hope does that give him it's gonna for say, next year to be a really good team? And so, so uh, piggybacking on what you said about Rangel, uh-huh. and I'm not trying to be mean, but does the coaching staff want Sanders to return? Are they ready to move on and go, it's time for our future now? Listen, here, here's something that, that I truly believe. If, if you get to the to about the – if you get through the second year of a guy being your quarterback and he's not like already kind of a Heisman type guy, you don't want to see him for a fourth year, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's time for him to go. Because he's not just good enough to not get unseated, but not good enough to really be great. Does that make sense? Right. And there's going to be exceptions to that rule. But to me, uh, you know, you don't you don't want to see a guy for just Landry Jones. Boom. How many, that's that's what you get. A good player, but not good enough. If you're not good enough to to be able to get out of there after three years, three straight years of playing. You're not. That means you're not good enough for the NFL. Which means let's, for me, let's get somebody. Let's move on. Especially when you're not just racking up, you know, conference titles and the like. So yeah, I think part of them, yeah, they're not going to say that. Yeah. Part of them, like, yeah, let's see what's happening. Because it's established. What I mean, he, it, what if the message is sent where, uh, who they got Iowa State this week? They're warming up. And reports are Sanders is warming up. He's suited up, padded up, helmets on, going through warm-ups. Looks like he might be a go. And then, boom, they tried out their Ringo. Yeah, I don't think – here's the deal. It, it sounds like they, they didn't really want him to suit up up there. The doctors didn't. He did. That That's not helping anybody from a, from for that right there. Now, if he's not out there warming up, that's different. He's just in his uniform. Mm-hmm. But if he's actually warm, yeah, that doesn't help anybody at all. So, I I think that's for me. It's ring out now on the OU side. What what gets you excited about OU football down the stretch or even for next year? Well, if there's any resemblance of um, defensive line play, anything defensively that that gives you hope. I lean against the Iowa State game or lean on the Iowa State game. But, you know, schematically you saw things that – uh, I almost call him Stoop – that Gundy wants to do. I think personnel-wise he doesn't have the guys to do it. If he could hit the portal, get some guys, get some defensive uh, interior guys. I still have hope for Ethan Downs and Grimes if they can hit the weights maybe. And, um, you know, then you got uh, – that that's the only thing. So moving forward, if you could see 
a little bit more improvement on the defensive side and then seeing what happens in the offseason in the portal. Um, because the offense, I mean, it's humming. You, you know, we said it yesterday. You score that many 30-plus points, you should be winning games. Simply, simply put, you should be winning games, especially at home. So um, I guess that would that's the glimmer of hope I would have if the defense can can show a pulse in these uh, remaining games. Man, okay. To your point about the – so 35 points. And people are up in arms about Dylan Gabriel and the offense. It's still griping about what the offense is doing. How many times – in the history of Oklahoma football, do you think the Sooners have lost when they scored 35 times? Or 35 points, I mean. Not a lot. According to this deal, 12. 387 and 12. On yeah. Saturday. I've been screaming that for ever. On Saturday, the Sooners was were, were, was, were only one of five FBS teams to lose when scoring 35 offense ain't the problem no it's not and here but here's the with the glimmer of hope uh, here's i'm not i don't have any i'm not falling into it i don't have any i'm not i'm not getting excited ever again about oklahoma's defense until way after i should have because at this point it's it's just being dumb enough to be Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. Lucy's taking it away every time, bro. You're never going to kick that thing. All you're doing is hurting your tailbone by falling down. I'm not going to. They they are they, the 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 quarterback play historically great quarterback play that Oklahoma has gotten since Lincoln Riley has been the offensive coordinator on campus has masked just how much the lack of focus, attention to detail from the recruiting trail all the way through coaching those guys, how how bare the cupboards really are. And everybody wants to pin their, their, their hopes and dreams on these guys they've never seen. And it's coming to fruition. They, they, the players on that defense aren't good enough, period. No matter how much you like them, how much, no matter how good of kids they are, they're at, at, at this point, they are not near good enough to be even close to what Oklahoma needs on the defensive side of the ball. And so until I actually see that with my own eyes, I'm not listening to it. I'm not falling for that trap. I'm not going to do it. That defensive line, God love them. They couldn't get off a block if the offensive lineman fell down. It just seems like for some reason they're just kind of – and it may be thinking, maybe too much thinking and not enough just reacting and going and, and using their natural abilities, you know what I mean? It mm -hmm. just it, it, Maybe it's just it, – there's just too complication and trying to figure out where you're supposed to be is slowing them down enough to where then they get grabbed and blocked and they can't shake free because the – I mean, they're just – they just got them. And so, I mean, defensively, Tyler's right. I mean, he won't sit here talking about Mississippi State. Mississippi State's got a bunch of guys in the on defense in the NFL more than about anybody. In the Big 12, for sure. I mean, that's no whatever. It's possible because for five or six years, the head coach didn't pay attention to recruiting defensive guys. That's that. That is the 
part of Lincoln Riley leaving that was masked because of how good the rest of the parts that he brought in were. That's how it's possible. Because for five years, defensive recruiting was just put on the back burner. And Alex Grinch wasn't good enough to do anything about it. That's why it's possible. Because you don't care about recruiting defensive guys. All you care about is every other year getting a quarterback and, you know, some receivers and Two some running backs. guys, yeah. And then I mean, you know what else? Trying I mean, to outscore. Not, and heck, and, and even the offensive line recruiting hasn't really been as, as what it was before he got there. And that's – and Beatonville's still there. So there was a clear shift in the recruiting philosophy with him there. And that's what's going to take a while to change. And the problem is, when you if you look at the rumors online, guys that have committed to Oklahoma, defensive, what look like they have the ability or possibility to be difference makers, maybe jump and ship. Colton Vasek. There's no maybe about it. Well, I mean, I he hasn't officially announced it, uh, but it's I mean, all it's, but done. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's one that that's one that you already already probably thought anyway. A Texas legacy. What's he doing? Go to Oklahoma, right? Well, he's just looking for the first way out. Let's be honest. Texas showing good things. Oh, you showing bad things? That's a natural. But that's one where you go, well, okay, whatever. But you know, you're, there, there's also a lot of these other guys that started out in good shape with, and where is that standing now? Never been a fan of um, the portal for reasons like that. Because even once we sign them, anybody signs anybody, you, you got to recruit them their entire career. So this could be a massive shift for sure. Off season, well, guys here, going and coming. When we come back, here's another thing that better change at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Skinny on sports right here on the Sports Animal. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients with their drive-through window, curbside service, and free local delivery. It's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug. And I promise we provide care you can trust. The skinny on sports. Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Welcome back. Skinny on sports. 98.1 FM. The sports animal. Wrapping it up for a Tuesday. Doesn't look like it's any getting in here. Sunnier out there. Behind you, I thought it got a little brighter, and then it did not. Oh, well. Okay, so continuing the talk with the the, the, – A funny thing, and I'll let you finish, but it just hit me. Uh, We were talking off air about Elk City Newcastle, and I said Newcastle has a good defense. I might be wrong because they're coached by an OU player, so. (laughs) DJ Ward. So maybe they're not. DJ Ward is on the coaching staff there at Newcastle. Anyways, sorry, had the energy inter- interject there. Go ahead. I was going to look. Well, now you got me on. Now you got me off track. Yeah, they played pretty good defense. 13, 12, 7, 19, 6, 12, 27, 32. Better teams have scored 24 to 27 a game. 
I just know this comet's going to make my make its way to Newcastle. Don't say it. It is. What? I already said it. Well, no, 27, 32, 19. I mean, I'm just saying that when you look at the best three teams in that district that they played, they gave up a couple of touchdowns. That's still pretty good defense. these day, This day and age, three touchdowns per game. A lot of times, if you have any offense, you normally win those games. Boy, nothing gets the text line fired up like OU defensive struggles. Should be used to it by now. Should be used to it. Here's what's got to change. Jim was harping on this yesterday. He's exactly right. There seems to be a resistance. And for whatever reason, there's a resistance to the portal from both head coaches in this state right now. I know that Oklahoma got a bunch of guys in the uh, front out of the portal, but just the comments are, you know, Clemson didn't use the portal a ton where, Ven- where Venables came from. Mike Gundy said yesterday they're not really portal guys. They look to feel, you know, whatever, but they, they're not. And they don't like it. And the truth is I don't like it either. I can't stand the portal for what you just said a little bit ago. No, it's, you get these guys recruited, and then you got to keep on and keep on and keep on recruiting them while you're also trying to coach them all at the same time. I can't stand that. But it ain't going away. Right. And so the truth of the matter is you either start using the portal as a weapon or it's gonna, or you're going to fall behind. And it's going to be the thing uh, that sinks your ship. Because it is here to stay, at least in the in the short term for sure. And so to just – and how much how much does it hurt your efforts within that portal making the comments that the that the that both coaches have made kind of against it? You know, do, do you not even get looked at through the portal because the, the, the guys looking to move hear those words and go, well, well they, don't want, they don't want to use that deal. They don't, they don't want it anyway. So I'll, I'll look at something else. That's going to have to be utilized. Because both sides, it's, it used to be, you know, it used to be, it used to be, man, we got to go out there and we got to find us a couple of JUCO tackles. Yeah, you know, JUCO, we got to go go find, scour the JUCO ranks. Right. Where's Phil Old Loadholt when you need him? A Torrance Marshall or somebody like that. That that's not the that's not the game anymore. Sure, there's some guys here and there that that are still junior college guys, but for the most part, that JUCO recruiting has turned to in conference almost even at times recruiting. And guys that are that may not be happy at, at one spot and would be more happy at yours, or, or vice, you know, just guys that are at a lower level that have proven themselves to be good players. That's going to have to be used by both these schools, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, defensively in the short term, and to continue that to to have success to to reload guys in through there, yep. because as as hit or miss as high school recruiting has been. It almost feels like it's going to be even more hit or miss because you're not using it. You're you're not studying it at the level that you used to because you do have, if you use the portal, you have the ability to use it with more of a proven commodity, even though it's at a lower level than what you have with some of these high school guys. And as you don't, and as you lose focus on high school recruiting, I think you get things slipping through the cracks character yeah being one of those 
Right. Just, I mean, just just ask Mikey Henderson. Who are the other two? I can't remember their names now. Trajan Bridges. You know, if if you're so focused on the high school stuff, does do, do you let some of those character issues cloud your judgment, or do you just look at the stars and go, ah, we, we can fix them? I think the previous guy would obviously had that opinion. The guy now clearly doesn't, but it's a it's a slippery slope. And listen, Sam's right, and we we've all said it. Oklahoma's offense was so good, and Oklahoma State is is this way. Take last year out because last year's Oklahoma State defense is such an anomaly in this state. It is it is an anomaly. It is the exception to the rule. It is not the rule. It's the exception to the rule, how good that defense was. This year's defense is more like it. Oklahoma's defenses have been terrible, and the quarterback play and the offenses have been so good, really at both places, that it masked the deficiencies and it kept, and it kept a mask on the, in the win losses too. I mean, how many times did you talk yourself into, yeah, God, that defense sucks, but, boy, the offense is great. Put another win in the column. Big 12 title, here we come. Playoff, here we come. Damn. Joe Burrow's offense is great, and they've got some defense, too. Oh, 63-21. to 21. It'll mask yep. it for a while, but it won't mask it forever. And we started to see that last year. Caleb Williams is the only reason that that Lincoln Riley's last Oklahoma team wasn't either eight and four or seven and five. Period. He single-handedly won the Texas game, the Kansas game. Almost and who, well, and who mo- and who knows what other games they lose without him in there if it's still Rattler. Right. I can promise you those two. Now you're at four. So this was this has been coming, and it's going to take longer than anybody wants to wants to admit to fix defensively. Now the question becomes: even if you believe that Brent Venables is the right guy, will he be given the time that it's going to take to fix it? That's the question. Oh, Joe C's never been in a situation like this where he's had to make he a decision it. for a with a football coach. Now, obviously, other sports he has. Not very often, though. Either he's had coaches retire or get hired away. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, and I, I, I tend to think he has more patience. Well, I but, promise but you this: in a, in a "What have you done for me lately?" world, well, uh, the fans and boosters won't. I will assure you of this. If we're sitting here a year from now and it looks the same as it as it does on defense, huh, we might actually get somebody in here to call saying to fire him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not just text, call. Because they're so frustrated they want everybody to hear how mad they are. Right. Makes for good radio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thank you to Paul Jones Drug. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Go boat. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back.
Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. 